welcome to the Indie Dog. I'm your host, Radha Thomas. Sudha Narayanan runs CARE, that's Charlie's Animal Rescue Center, and she's the absolute go-to person if you find a streetie that needs help. The reason is this, she's not in it for the money. She genuinely cares about street dogs and will take care of dogs for as long as they live if there's no one else who will. So we talk about two very important things. One is why people should change their attitude about sending street dogs away to a shelter as if it's some kind of magical place where fairies sprinkle dust on the dogs to keep them young and happy forever. That's not what happens. Two is the way Sudha and Care have taken charge of some 50-odd streeties at Bangalore International Airport, BIAL, before they grew to 500. It's quite an amazing story. Hi, Sudha. Since I'm in total awe of you, I can't tell you how honored I am to have you on my little show. And I also love the fact that the animals are yelping in the back. There's a hustle and bustle that makes me wish this was on video. So, Sudha, you run one of the best animal rescue centers in Bangalore, and everyone who cares about doggy welfare refers to you, from government people to regular people. Should a street dog be sent off to a shelter? A shelter is not a place for street dogs to be taken to. Can you explain why? Because uh, we've lived with street dogs all our life, uh, from when we've grown up, from wherever we've been. And I'm sure everyone has seen street dogs and they've been there since time immemorial. You can't wipe them away. They're not a species that you can exterminate because they're there to stay and they're part of our society. They're part of our life. We have to learn to accept them. By removing them from the streets and putting them in a shelter, you're not doing them any service because shelters are not for that. And uh, their life is on the road. So they have to be on the road and that's where they belong. We have to learn to coexist with them. You have to accept them for what they are, just like they have accepted us. So shelter is not the place for them. I hear you loud and clear and I'm hoping everyone else does. So what kind of animals come to care? See, for a shelter like ours, it's brought in because it's injured or it's not well or it's very old or it cannot manage on the streets due to some other reason. The minute it comes in, it's evaluated for its health reasons and whatever it is. And then when we realize it cannot go back, then it lives permanently with us because it has no place back on the roads, mainly due to ill health or it could be because it's lost two limbs or it's blind, completely blind and it's not in a position to go back. Animals that can't fend for themselves and that could be targets for other dogs, I get that. But but for a healthy dog that's brought in, it cannot, go, it cannot live in a shelter because what happens in a shelter is it's confined in a space. It's trapped. It feels like, uh, like... Like it's been incarcerated for a crime it never committed. Yeah, jailed and its spirit is killed because this is not where it came from. A street dog, the essence of a street dog is freedom. The right to run around, play on the roads, roll around with its friends, bark when it wants to, you know, jump around, just be itself, just be a dog, the pure dog that it is. Yes, yes and yes. And when you put it in a shelter, you, you've you killed every single instinct of it. You've made it into a kind of, uh, you know, morphed into a kind of uh, covering trapped dog which is scared of everyone around it which doesn't even come to you which slowly wilts and fades and eventually sometimes even dies oh you know what i wish i could do right just now 
get a hundred auto rickshaws to blast your words all across Bangalore. You know the auto rickshaws that appear miraculously when there's political campaigning going on? Those ones. But tell me, aren't there laws protecting street dogs from all this kind of activity? Yes, yes. There are Supreme Court orders. There are High Court orders. There are laws passed by the uh, guidelines passed by the BBMP, which is our local authority, and every single authority you can think of, which says that a street dog's place is on the street. You cannot relocate it unless the circumstances are such that you know certified by a vet that it cannot live back. It is not fit physically fit to go back on the streets, or there's a cruelty involved where uh, you know the conditions where it's coming from is so cruel to it that going back there is a hazard to. its life is a danger to its life those are the only circumstances by which you can take them off the streets but otherwise it is against the law and it is punishable under the law to remove them and relocate them from where they are punishable offense yes but the punishment is kind of crappy right few hundred rupees or something like that as of now it is still the crappy punishment but the law is being amended it is in parliament let's hope it gets passed soon and the laws become more stringent and uh, anyone who sees somebody relocating can always you know file a complaint and get that person uh, you know an fir filed against the person who relocated yeah at least cause some trouble so the person maybe thinks twice before trying some funny stuff Yes so he knows that what he did was wrong and everybody around knows that what this person did was wrong and they wouldn't try that again you know just fyi the she of our species is also pretty evil when it comes to dogs i've seen this so the permanent residents of care they are totally incapacitated absolutely they are either blind three legged and even three legged dogs can go back to the street they can manage but these three legged dogs uh, have come from places where uh, the traffic is too heavy and there is no guardian for them so that's why they stay with us but majority of them have almost all of them have some physical infirmity or they are blind or they are very very old you know arthritic old can cannot even cross the road so they would be easily run over Uh, by the heavy traffic so that's why they stay with us uh, and another thing what i'd like to add here rather is that like we run a helpline uh, which you know where we get all our uh, the helpline brings in all those injured animals people calling in about animals in distress dogs in distress but 20 to 30% of the calls every single day is about what we were talking about i have three dogs on my road can you take them away now why should we take them away when we ask them they say because i don't want them and then we ask them who are you to want or not want who cares about your feelings those dogs have feelings and they are they belong there why don't you move your house why don't you go away somewhere else where there are no dogs yeah you know one of the dogs that stayed with you for almost 2 months inkling was recently sent back to cooktown and uh, venita was ready to adopt her and in fact took her in to her house i don't know if you listened to a couple of podcasts ago i was talking about this but then her landlady said that she's not supposed to have two dogs because she had another dog earlier and has literally kicked her out of her apartment she's looking for a different place she says i'll do anything but i cannot let go of inkling it's uh, wonderful to see this kind of attitude and it's terrible to see these kinds of people i don't know what difference one extra dog makes especially poor little inkling who hardly mules i mean you know we resort to all kinds of things to tell them so this feeling of taking away animals dogs especially off the streets is you know it's on the rising the trend is rising and it is worrying but i'm hoping that with a lot of education and with the way the bbmp's attitude also has become very strict about all this things will change one can only hope 
So, Sudha, you've done some spectacular work over at BIAL. Can you tell us about that? So, uh, when BIL approached me, Bangalore International Airport Limited, uh, which runs the Kempegowda Airport, approached CARE with the thing that, you know, we want to do something for the dogs inside the campus. I was really taken aback because what I heard was that they wanted to relocate the dogs. They did try relocating them and uh, they weren't very kind to them, actually. And it is understandable to some extent because these are passenger areas and uh, aircraft areas where you cannot have uh, dogs actually running around because it could be a danger to the passengers also. Because when they see, you know, people moving at high speeds, running behind uh, things and all that, they could chase them and bite them. But it was very nice. It was very inclusive of them to actually approach us and say that we are looking for a program where we'd like to live with the dogs in our campus and we'd like to make things comfortable for them, take care of them. That's bloody amazing. So unusual. You know, Sunita Vaznaik of Richardstown told me about something they did similar at Hiranandani in Mumbai. And yeah, it was so, I mean, I was really, really thrilled. And I said, listen, we are in. There's no problem about this and we are ready to do this, even though I knew it was a kind of hardship for care. Though we are hardly 20 minutes away from the airport. Did they agree to fund it? Yes, they did. They said it would be a program where we would not, uh, you know, tax the uh, NGO financially. We would uh, pay for everything, all costs, but we'd like it run in a very, very smooth and efficient manner where every single dog is attended to. So logical and so reasonable, I almost don't believe it. How did you go about it? We started off with a census. So we took a census of all the dogs that was there. It was tough because the campus is huge. You know, they have uh, Terminal 2 coming up. They have all kinds of areas where construction is going on and all that. But we did it and we found that there were about 60 to 70 dogs uh, on campus. We documented each and every single dog with a photograph and with a, whether it was neutered, not neutered, everything. And then we presented that to them. That was a phase one. I wonder what the dogs thought about their pictures being taken without permission. And phase two? Phase two, we started the sterilization, vaccination and sterilization. So every day we would go there, pick them up, bring them in. And finally, the numbers also came down because what we realized was some of the dogs were not permanent residents of BIL. They were more like from the villages nearby because since it's on the outskirts, Devanali side, they would drift in, you know, in the morning, spend the day there and go back in the evening. You know, Sudha, when BIAL first started asking restaurants and shops to come and set up shop outside, they did it because they wanted the airport to become a destination for the people of Bangalore. So they'd come there and hang out even if they didn't have a plane to catch or someone to pick up. And they made an ad campaign about this. I guess the doggies understood that campaign really well. Like, forget the fancy restaurants in the city. Come here. We have great food. There's food. There's food. Because you have places like the Quad. You have all the other places where the eateries are. And there are people eating. And if you have one uh, person who doesn't like dogs, you will have 20 others who support the dogs. And there were a lot of, you know, these um, foreigners, expats and all that who, who would really... Um, pet the dogs and uh, were very nice to them and kept writing and saying what lovely dogs you have. You know, it's nice to get this kind of positive reinforcement, especially for the people who are paying for it. It makes them feel that they're doing something good. So we decided that we would, you know, finally narrow it down to about 53 dogs were there. And we feed them every single day. So my van, I have one dedicated van and driver who goes early in the morning with one round of food. 
feeds it takes about an hour and a half to go from each place where each group is and you know you have p5 parking p7 parking you have arrivals departures everywhere all all the places feed them and come back by which time food is cooked for the next round and in the evening another driver takes the van and goes and feeds them um, you know in the evening so twice a day they are fed you know i can hear some guy some little doggy or maybe big doggy howling in the background very indignantly i wonder what his issue is so so that you have to do this forever right as long as there are dogs at the airport and that's why they're all here yeah. yeah it's it's very and you know you can't stop it whether you, there's covid or whether there's there's you know an earthquake happens it has to happen because the dogs have to be fed come hell or high water the dogs have to get fed understand that who are these wonderful people at BIAL who you deal with uh, actually our project head is mrs satya bama a very compassionate person and she is the lead for this project and there's miss nayana also these two people have been like amazing in fact i would say nayana wasn't a very dog person but now she is you know like she tell me you know and we named them we gave them all collars with uh, tag your it that uh, organization they made those collars for us and they all name tagged and uh, say oh lutapi or coco or somebody is like this and then we see passengers reading their names and putting out stuff and that's when we know like yeah things are happy the dogs are happy and things are good at bil so everyone is aware now what happened was they also made their employees aware of uh, what was happening and so they uh tell us now when a dog falls ill or if they can't find one of the dogs so that that's been really nice there seems to be a total buy in when it comes to the caring of these street dogs it's so wonderful to hear and i repeat i can barely believe you so how many dogs in total have you sterilized at the airport bil we sterilized uh, 54 dogs and uh, we have also done a lot of treatment for some of the dogs that are there like which had tumors which had uh, renal issues which had tick fever so a lot of treatment has also been going on for which everything they take care of 54 dogs i guess that's because bial is a new development relatively i mean because normally in other areas like kaban park and lalbagh even some local church grounds old church grounds in the city etc there are hundreds of dogs it's good that you've been able to nip it in the bud so to speak so tell me suda has it made a difference to the birth rate are there any new births the uh, yes the number of uh, new there are no new dogs absolutely no new dogs the number of dogs has come to a standstill and if however we do find a new odd puppy or a dog we do uh, add it to the list but that has been very rare so this is a job you can't get fired from it goes on forever yes the job that we're doing at bil is forever because it is a program in perpetuity because as long as the dogs are there they want them to be looked after it's brilliant so is this expensive uh it is expensive because the food and uh, you know the fuel of going up and down i'm not sure about because it it all depends on how far away the project is but the cost involved our food roughly it would be at least a few lakhs a month your doggies are really getting hungry there i can hear them but i still have a few more questions to ask you suda so they have to wait would you be willing to do this program for some other companies as well Yes we do we can do take it up in other places because now we found that the BIL model works 
it may even come down the cost may come down uh, it may, may not be even 2 lakhs it may be about 1.5 or 1.2 or something per month but now that we have the experience and we've done it at BIL we can easily take it up anywhere else moving back to shelters now in the event that there's no option but to send a dog to a shelter what are some of the places you would recommend besides care of course Uh, first of all i if the dog has to necessarily be in a shelter yes i would say care is a good place but we are almost always full because it's a very limited space the cupa geriatric center is very good but you know they have you can always uh, try with cupa over there aditi runs a shelter called maruti dog shelter in sarjapur that's also very well run aditi the school no aditi is a girl who runs a shelter called maruti uh, shelter for dogs it's in sarjapur very well run very limited number of animals but all very well looked after there's a personal touch to it um then tony runs tony freer runs haven for animals uh, he's a little unwell these days but that's also a, a place and you have of course rakesh shukla's voice of stray dogs he does take in animals which have no place to go and who really absolutely need help he does take them in so voice of stray dogs is also available but do you think we need even more shelters we need many many more shelters in bangalore because the number of dogs that require sheltering is on the rise Be- uh, one of the factors is because of the accidents that are happening they get very badly maimed and just because you know they have a, a badly broken leg which can't be fixed easily or some other issue like that you cannot put them to sleep they still have the spirit and the life in them all they need is a safe place good food to eat a little bit of medical attention so when there are so many dogs like this we need more shelters in fact every corner every uh, area needs a small little shelter it would be wonderful if more people opened up shelters so What does one need to be ready with to start a shelter? I mean not that it's for everyone but maybe for those listening to us specifically because I keep talking to people who have the willingness and the will maybe not all the mechanism. The basic things you need to start a shelter is first a secure piece of land. It should be something that should be there with you at least for the next 5 years because by the time it comes up it's 2 years and then the next 3 years you stabilize yourself financially and otherwise and then you can you know if the place becomes unstable and like the owner wants it back or something then you can you always have the bandwidth to look for another place a bigger place to improve yourself then you need finances so basically you need to be strong financially you cannot start a shelter take in a whole lot of dogs and then cry as to what do i do next how do i feed them i don't have money and um, asking people is not really you can ask people but what if they don't give then where do you go and you can't drain yourself financially and physically for the animals because you need the strength to be there for them in the coming months and years so make yourself financially a bit stable have a plan for the next one year then start things then you do need a vet without veterinary care a shelter should not run and that is my belief that just because there are dogs that don't have you know like very very um, obvious illnesses every animal needs good veterinary care at least you should have a visiting vet good food these are the basic things so if you have all that in place and you have the willpower and the physical strength also please go ahead you're all ready to start a shelter and they can come to you for help and advice and mentoring and hand holding and all that kind of stuff right we do hand holding we do a lot of hand holding at care for smaller shelters um ally uh, when he started sajesh started ally animal lives are important that's also a very good shelter and uh, he actually uh, started off with just one van 
and he came to me and i mentored him and even now you know whenever he needs anything like he needs a bit of a, a quick fix problem to be solved it's always sudha ma'am what do i do and it's very very nice to mentor youngsters because you know that uh, animal welfare is in safe hands i have uh, mentored harris from uh, sarvoham he's also a bright young boy and he runs uh, the sarvoham trust in south bangalore they're also doing good work so uh, i have mentored a lot of people outside bangalore lots and lots of uh, little shelters like the one in uh, bellari which is run by nikita and there is one uh, in in delhi there are others all over india so we have mentored them we have handheld them and it's a very very nice thing to do i hope someone listening is inspired to start a care clone in cooktown that would be really nice so sudha where do you get most of your rescue calls from which area which part of town it's just anywhere because now we get calls from all over the city uh, and we are like uh, herring off to either electronic city or it could be whitefield whitefield has seen an increase in numbers of dogs requiring uh, attention because of accidents because i think um, there's a lot of traffic over there densely populated areas always bring in ca- uh, more number of cases traffic is the dog's worst nightmare i guess and the dogs pay for the price of our progress with all these roads and flyovers and what have you highways outer ring road these are and uh, two other places where you know we get a lot of cases from listen so i have to thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me i know how busy you are all day and all night no rather it was no i have to thank you because uh, through this at least a lot of people will understand why you shouldn't dump and overcrowd shelters and i think this was a topic rather which was so important and nobody was speaking about it everyone takes us for granted and you are the first person who's realized like this needs to be talked about and for that we at care are so grateful Psh, i really i don't know what to say well actually i do do people come and adopt your tripods and one-eyed and blind dogs at all because i recently spoke to sarita hegde who adopted a physically indomitable little one-eyed dog with only three good legs so when people come to care to adopt you know you show them all the cute uh, plump little roly poly pups and then some of the healthier dogs some of them could be breeds some of them could be very very healthy indies there's this one group of dogs three legged one eye uh, one eyed or you know slightly limping because they have some patella luxation or something like that so they can't run as fast as they that group stands apart and watches all this and i in the background look at that and i my manager adoption manager keetan always tells me ma'am look at their those eyes if i were an adopter i would take only those and then we you know they know that their turn is never coming because every time the people pick up a pup and go away crestfallen faces they turn away because their turn will not come they live with us and I, and i keep what i do is radha sometimes you know i get very moved and i go and i hold them and i tell them listen as long as i have strength in both my hands i will look after you for as long as it takes i look after you don't ever feel disappointed that's the point at which i couldn't really talk anymore to sudha Some things are just too hard to imagine and impossible to bear. Look, if you've been listening to us, please get on over to Care and see if you'd like to adopt a doggy today. Charlies-Care dot com. 
Having an indie dog in your life makes the cuddles cuddlier and the hugs huggier. And at the end of the day, it's really all that matters. That's dog speak for did you know? Did you know ABC, Animal Birth Control, and ARV, Animal Rabies Vaccination, conducted in a conscientious, proper manner can yield really excellent results. One, the street dogs must be sterilized and put back in the same territory. Two, since the territories are not left vacant, new dogs won't enter. Three, mating and breeding will cease. Four, With no mating and no puppies, street dog fights and accidental bites to humans also become scarce. 5. The street dogs are immunized, so they can't spread rabies. 6. Over time, the street dogs die a natural death and their numbers dwindle. Simple as that. Until next time, that's a woof from me. (laughs) 